we're really peeking on this audio. It's, it's talk now. I haven't even begun to peek. Okay, we're getting. How's that, that sound? I think we'll be fine. Um, okay, sure go ahead. Peter's muted. Do the intro. What do I say? Welcome to Big Facts No Cap, the only show that's number one with rad dads and clumps and grads. <laughs> Can I put my own little Sean spin on it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can put whatever <laughs> spin you want. <laughs> All right. Oh, God, give me a moment. What's poppin'? Welcome to Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's popular with, uh, God damn, I already forgot what it was. Rad dads. Rad and dads and clumps and grads. All right. <laughs> What's poppin'? You're listening to Big Cat. Fuck. This is hard. How do you guys do this? <laughs> All right. What's poppin'? You're listening to Big Facts, No Caps, the only podcast... Damn it. Okay. What's poppin'? You're listening to Big Facts, No Cap, the only podcast that's popular with rad dads and Clemson grads. Perfect. Oh, really? I thought thought that could use another take, to be honest. All right. Another take, Sean. (laughs) Welcome to Big Facts, No Caps, the only podcast that's popular with rad dads and Clemson grads. doing the same thing as Thornley. Why does nobody who knows us know the name of our show? I mean, Adam, in his review of the show, calls it All Facts, No Caps. I know the name. It's just... It's a bit of a tongue twister. It's a a secret tongue twister. What's going on? You're listening to Big Facts, No Cap, the only podcast that's popular with guys and girls. (laughs) One more try. Just rattle them off. Rattle them off. All right. How's it going, guys? You're listening to Big Facts, No Cap, the only podcast that's popular with rad dads and Clemson grads. Big Facts. No. Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No Cap. All right, yeah, that was good. All right. Two guests in a row. I know. We're just going to become an interview podcast. We'll, we'll just change our name to WTF with Mark Marin. It's like Joe Rogan, but good. <laughs> Joe Shots Rogan, fired but early on. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually listened to Joe Rogan. I just know. I just like, from things I've seen from him, I think he just seems like kind of shithead. It's oh. like Joe Rogan, but we're all better MMA than him. <laughs> I actually, yeah. Uh, so they put Fear Factor on Hulu. So I turned on Fear Factor because I was a big fan of as a kid, and I didn't, I didn't know that Joe Rogan was the host of it because I was like, "Holy shit, yeah, we let yeah. this guy get popular!" <laughs> oh god, it's like Joe Rogan, Mac, but we eat more worms guys, uh, than him. Shut the fuck up over there. <laughs> well, Lucy, how about you shut the fuck up? There you go. Ooh, are we finally gonna get animal abuse on Mike on Big Fat New Cat? <laughs> Just verbal. <laughs> <laughs> can i break the story <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah do you get that on joe rogan <laughs> <laughs> sean so our main thing with guests is basically giving you the opportunity to call us on our bullshit for any past episode that you've taken issue with something we've said i'm trying to think of something i can call you out on i mean you don't like you don't like pets it's kind of fucked up but i don't want to i don't want to read like that's literally everybody's that. problem with the show yeah i know that's why i don't want to like dig too deep into it but like yeah man what the hell I think we stated ourselves clearly and eloquently in that episode. <laughs> you can still be wrong by doing that. Does that not read for you, that, like, knowing Paul, that that makes sense, that that's his opinion? I mean, it does now that I think about it. It's just, like, I think it's just a topic he's, like, tried to avoid in the past. <laughs> now that I think about it. Because I know society stigmatizes those of us willing to tell the truth. <laughs> willing to speak truth to power. Like, I realize now that you only, like, tolerate my cats. And that's, it's, 
I just sort of assume everybody loves my cats. I kind of feel the same way about your cats as Adrian's ferrets, which I was always just frustrated that they would walk on me while I tried to sleep. Are you also letting the uh, cats out in the room with Paul? (laughs) No, no, they're not in here. (laughs) But when I would try to sleep at your place, they would be out in the room. They would walk Well, yeah, that was because you had to sleep on my couch. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like I was, like, planting cats in the room Paul was sleeping in. (laughs) Uh, Anything else? I mean, you've texted me a few times about, like, you you have a hatred of David Tang, if you want to review that. Yeah, I think David Tang is kind of an elitist asshole. I think the first time you guys... Yeah, I know. (laughs) I don't really care about dead people, I'll be honest. <laughs> like, None let's be... Them? Like, even Meemaw? <laughs> yeah, like, even... Well, I mean, like... <laughs> maybe Meemaw, we'll think about that. But, uh, yeah, I don't really like David Tang very much. Uh, I think the first article we had him on, he was talking about, like, looking down on, like, uh, like women's literature. Or Fifty Shades, yeah. 50, like, and I'm not going to defend Fifty Shades of Grey, but, like, the place it, the place it came from, like... The, it sort of perpetuated the idea that I think sort of came around with Fifty Shades of Grey, where it's like, uh, like middle-aged women can't have like the thing that they like. Like it's cool to like hate things that women like. Mm. That's sort of the vibe I got from it. And like, I like I, again, I don't like Fifty Shades of Grey. I actually read like the first few chapters out of curiosity in his ass, but. And I like want to make it perfectly clear. I just think Mrs. Pac-Man is worse than Pac-Man. It has nothing to do. <laughs> it has to do with the gameplay mechanics. It has yeah. nothing to do with the aesthetics. Frame rate's all fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, no, I get that. I get it was like that. kind of a serious point, but like, yeah, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And like his other answers, just like, look at me, I'm a rich guy. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah I know. that I is kind of really... the conceit of his article. I, I know, like you kind of have to be into that. And I guess I'm just not. Yeah, no, not I get a, it. Not a big David Tank fan. But that's okay. This is going to be a David Tang free show, right, guys? Yeah. Unless yeah. you brought in a David Tang article, it's going to be really. No, weird. no, no. And I'm, just, I'm I want to make it clear. I don't care about you making fun of David Tang. Like as long as you're not making fun of me and Paul, <laughs> I didn't say everyone so. about previous episodes. <laughs> Adrian, well, it doesn't great... matter. You can't silence me. This is a free speech zone. <laughs> Adrian loves David Tang. Don't let him lie to you. He's he's, he's furious right now. <laughs> well, good. We can debate it in the free marketplace of ideas. Mm. Yeah, baby. I'm DT till death. Dave Rubin is coming on next episode, so that'll be good. Oh, God, that'll be fun. Oh, my God. Okay, so um, I guess I actually should uh, introduce the concept of Sean. He was my roommate in college. Introduction over. Do, do, yeah. you, do you want to let the audience know me. about you? It's not, I'm not really interesting. I was kind of thinking about this before. Like, what would I, how would I introduce myself? And like, um, You want to name your aliases, like Bigger Sean? Um, yeah, I've like done some, uh, I did some radio over at Clemson, at WSBF FM Clemson, uh, 88.1 on your radio dials. And I did some shows under a few monikers. I did a Young Con, I was a, a Bigger Sean, I was uh, I used to DJ under Shanye West too, so I've kind of like done some DJing, and uh, DJing used very loosely, it was very much like, plus, press play on Spotify, playlist and get drunk, but. Yeah, that's what they all do. Well, that sounds very interesting to me, Sean. Uh, this is Adrian, a uh, longtime listener, first-time caller. Uh, live on the radio, please don't curse. Oh, thank you for uh, thank you for gassing me up. I need uh, people to buy into my hype. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, all the hype surrounding local radio stations from college, <laughs> people are going to be, if anything, too intimidated to continue listening. Yeah, I have that sort of uh, cultural power in Clemson. Should I have done, like, one of those, like, uh, anonymous college radio guys that's like, oh, but you don't know who I am, and I play at midnight. Isn't that just a subplot from Malcolm in the Middle with Kid Charlemagne? Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> I was thinking it's also a subplot to something else that I can't think of right now. <laughs> yeah, I th- yeah, I think the trope exists, and it's like, man, I should have... I want to say it was, like, a romance subplot where, like, 
it was a guy trying to figure out what woman was playing the music because the music was so perfect for him or something. Either that or that's a movie we need to make. Yeah, that sucks ass. <laughs> no, we're making that movie. If anybody yeah, takes some that good idea, we're doing Hollywood. <laughs> Paul with his crayons addressing his letter to one Hollywood <laughs> Avenue <laughs> to let him know that no, that you gotta like cut it. You gotta like cut it out of magazines. <laughs> I'm not serial <laughs> I like how we both went for very different vibes. <laughs> I went for child. I went for serial killer. Everything I've learned is from a true crime uh, documentaries. Wait, you're married to a woman. Do you have to watch a lot of those? <laughs> yeah, but they're they're kind of good sometimes. Is he married to yeah, a white woman? Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's part of the contract. <laughs> um. Oh, any enemies or like people you don't like, you want to put on blast real quick. Here's your opportunity to publicly. Any put teacher who said you'd blast. never make it. Yeah. Uh, no, because I was smart in school, so everybody mm. just assumed I'd be okay. There was that teacher that accused you of cheating for trying to turn in your homework to Yeah, he's, like, he's, kind of a, he's kind of a dick, but he's probably, you know, just doing your be- doing his best, like all of us. Really, know? I hated him. Yeah, no, I hated him. He's Balding piece of shit. I was just... <laughs> Call him out. Call him out by name. I guess if you go on Clemson's website, you could probably find his email and dox him uh, if you really wanted to. How do you guys feel about, um, how do you guys feel about Joe Jorgensen being a, a, a Clemson alum? Is she? Yeah. Oh, we, we create the best libertarian mind. She's the uh, libertarian president. Okay, I'm definitely today. not Googling her. God, no one cool. I was thinking about this because uh, you guys don't watch college football, so you don't know this. But like, uh, no, I was, uh, I was watching, uh, I was watching uh, OSU yesterday, or Saturday. Congratulations. Is OSU an anime game? Well, no. Well, they do like this pregame show where like they go to like the college campus of like the big game and uh, have like a little like pregame. I know show about there. game day, but yeah. So it's college. I'm not, I'm not like just illiterate. To... Sorry, <laughs> they do this thing where like these women with pom coms come out. And I don't really they do like these fun dances. I don't really know what it's called, but well, it's pretty well, fun. Well, okay. So on college game day, they uh, they have like a they have like a guest guy, and uh, for uh, they they had it at a Clemson Miami at Clemson, but they had like a Miami guest. And I remember like being on uh, the internet so I was like, wait, no, there's like no famous people from Clemson. And I was like, yeah, the only famous people we have is Nikki Haley and football players. We also have, uh, along with Joe Jorgensen, we always also have the female political uh, commentator that me and Adrian sort of like. I think she's been accused of being right wingish. Kristen Ball. Kristen Ball. Ball. Crystal That's Ball. Crystal Ball, which is a ridiculous yeah. name. <laughs> it is a very Is that God given? I-, I think so, yeah. That's kind of sick, actually. Yeah. Um, like the balls yeah, the but parents. she transferred after one year at Clemson. So, actually, what I'd be interested in hearing is a little bit more about what happened after you graduate, since uh, I don't really know anything about that. After I graduated, uh, I got a job in Era the Rat Race, and he's married now. Pretty much that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, not to the streets like you would imagine, <laughs> like to a woman. Not to the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, that too is it's polyamorous. Oh, nice. It's a thruple. I very much like boring things. I have a job. I have an engineering job, but like I spend a lot of time on factory floors, uh, killing blue collar jobs. Mm, I uh, nice. program like autom- I program assembly lines essentially. Mm. Really keeping down the working class, you know. Okay. That's, that's Adrian just know. comes up with new ways to kill bees. So. <laughs> <laughs> that might be cooler, actually. Yeah, we got plenty of them. Uh, okay, I guess my last question would be: Do you have a favorite Paul story from college that you want to tell before, to kind of kick off, kind of to explain about your friendship, or maybe one that exemplifies the kind of people you were? Uh, you know, maybe how no, you changed sense. None. God damn I'm it. Kidding. <laughs> Let me see if I can think of a good Paul story real quick. There was the one time where I was this I guess it's more a Sean story, but there was the one time where I was waterboarding Sean with wine. <laughs> um, all all our uh, stories are very uh <laughs> sort of in that vein. 
I'm trying to think. There's that one time he got really drunk and uh, kept uh, telling uh, one of our friends because apparently he's like conservative leaning. He's like, oh, so you hate poor people? <laughs> he just kept saying that over and over again. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I do remember that. <laughs> um, that kid hated me forever after that. He would like b- barely talk to me and just like he did not like me at all. Maybe he thought you were poor. Yeah, maybe he thought I was poor, <laughs> which he did. Our favorite thing to watch while getting drunk was a Secret Life of an American Teenager. That was oh, yeah. pretty fun. Was Dude, like... I watched a couple seasons of that when it first came out with Dora Lee. It's a great really? drunk rewatch, if you remember it from childhood. I bet it totally holds up. I love the trope of a uh, quiet white girl, slutty Latina. It's uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, The only part I really remember is the part where they played the John Mayer song, which he's thinking about getting an abortion. For some reason, that's the one part that stuck out in my head. Sorry, I'm really trying not to make this podcast edgy by bringing up political Yeah, topics. why would you bring up the part where they uh, play Your Body as a Wonderland by John Mayer <laughs> abortion scene? I thought you were going to, when you said uh, the first thing about uh, one of our friends, I thought you were going to tell us about the time I beat you at basketball. Oh, uh, that was kind of awesome. All right, we were talking about the time I kicked you's ass in basketball. Okay. Mm. Our friend, our friend Chu is five six, but God bless him, he really loved basketball. He came over one night. Me and Paul, me and Paul were already like pretty drunk, I think. And he's like, he was just like boring, want to go play basketball at, like eleven o'clock at night. And there was a basketball court right by uh, where we were living. So like, we go out there and we just absolutely beat his ass. Oh yeah, one v one. I was wasted, just kick Chu's ass at basketball. Like honestly, it was humiliating. For yeah, him. he he never showed his face around again. Every single time we saw him after that, we just reminded him how he kicked his ass. This seems like an unreliable narrator situation. <laughs> no. He did not actually absolutely beat me and that I just told everybody I kicked his ass for three years despite the fact that I face-planted multiple times trying to do layups. That is not what happened. I did make a three. That was my one moment of glory. I kicked his ass. I was dunking. I usually can't dunk sober, but I can dunk drunk, actually. <laughs> oh, and for the audience's sake, interesting fact. So this is going to come out and all of you are going to know about... What happened? What we're actually living in November second, twenty twenty, while recording this podcast. So yep. tomorrow is election day for us. So if you're living in like the Mad Max hellscape <laughs> of two weeks from now, and you're listening to this on like the one radio you smuggled into the uh, like Biden prisons for people <laughs> who voted Biden, uh, thank you for listening to Big Facts No Cap. We know you have a lot of choices in dystopian radio stations, and we're going <laughs> to choose this one. Do you have any last comments about the election? People are going to know who won by the time they listen to this. I mean, Joe Biden's going to win. Like, I don't, I don't want to say that. I also really like, think Joe Biden's going to win, but it's so like hilarious all the, that like all they're the me- going to know if you're right or wrong when they hear this. <laughs> I know, but like all the metrics point to it. And like anyone with any like grounding in reality has no like real significant reason to doubt that Joe Biden's going to win other than like a slew of issues in the electoral college being shit. I'm not saying that Trump can't win, but like. It would take a it would take a lot of bullshit and that's that's not like that's not opposed to being happened. That could definitely happen. You're really but... just putting yourself up to look dumb if it yeah, doesn't I know. happen. <laughs> Alright, when I you're hoping... this cut this and then loses. Yeah, I also think Joe Biden's gonna win. Do you guys wanna do a session not... where we record ourselves saying we think Trump's gonna win so we can release yeah, whichever that way we can edit that in? Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> For our basis. Wait, I'll do if Joe Jorgensen wins. I mean, I think it comes down to whether a coup is going to happen or not. Yeah. And, like, if it is, then I, I probably should have gone and bought a gun tonight. Dude. You, you know my ass with me in D.C. Will they sell guns to drug people? Because we can still do it. <laughs> yeah, I think South they do Carolina, a lot. the greatest yeah. state in the U.S. of A. What's up, Adrian? Portland, how's that? You think uh, you, you think you Ooh. could go get a gun? I'm getting out of here tomorrow, dog. 
before those Antifa super soldiers attack. Dude, I've been here a whole week and I haven't seen a single Antifa. <laughs> tell you what, I haven't seen Antifa. I haven't seen Uncle Tifa. <laughs> What's going on? I haven't over here? seen Mrs. Ann Tifa. <laughs> And middle name T, last name Fa. <laughs> uh, no, man, it's actually really chill here. I don't know, like, uh, man, the media is so fucking crazy. There's like, uh, the way Dorley described it to me is that there's like two blocks of downtown where like stuff really happened, but uh, it is beautiful out here, man, especially with the weather going on right now. Portland's great. No, the Pacific Northwest always seemed really cool. Like a place I, I've never actually been out to, uh, like Oregon or uh, California or uh, Washington before. It's always a place I want to go. I'm usually just pretty angry at it for being the place that gave us grunge and Kurt Cobain. It just upsets me. <laughs> and that's kind of fucked up, but yeah. you know, you got to forgive him for some, some things. <laughs> I'll never let go of that. I'm trying to think. What, did anything good come out of Seattle ever? Starbucks? No. You big Starbucks Ken, boy? Ken, Griff- Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. Who's that? I know. He's a baseball player. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm talking to the people, Paul. <laughs> okay, Adrian, media roundup. I rewatched Scary Movie 3 with my sister. It's still banging. Holds up so well. <laughs> that movie is a, a, a film. It is a cinematic masterpiece. I watched the new Netflix horror movie, His House. Have you guys seen the uh, trailers for that when it was uh, popping? About no, the uh, Sudanese family that immigrates to the UK and like uh, they're in this like rundown apartment that's... Uh, well, yeah, there's like some horror that like... Uh, is social commentary um pretty good with a crazy it turns out the baba duke is actually depression the whole time <laughs> do you guys remember when uh the lgbt community just decided to take in the baba duke as a as a queer hero <laughs> no i didn't yeah i didn't oh know that was that. i don't know that's i was awesome. really drunk yeah. throughout that whole movie i, I wondered why much. lesbians all started wearing top hats that year but i guess <laughs> now it makes sense yeah they just uh, adopted him as uh, one of their own and this isn't a media roundup. This is just a story that happened to me. When Dorley was at work, I went to go get myself some Brazilian food. And uh, I got complimented for my pronunciation of feijoada, which uh, I guessed at. And uh, <laughs> she, uh, it, was a very, it, was very, I was very, it was a very proud moment for a nice Brazilian lady to tell me that I had good pronunciation. Uh, I also, the only reason I felt comfortable taking a stab at it is because the white woman in front of me uh, pronounced yuca as in yucca. And uh, with such confidence in her incorrectness that I was like, you know what? I can give it a shot. If that lady can go around the world doing whatever bullshit she's doing all the time, I can at least try and pronounce Faye Joda. And uh, I got it pretty close. Shout out to the Brazilians. Yeah. yeah. Except for Bolsonaro, you piece of shit. (laughs) Oh, also, I just want to comment that Yair Netanyahu and Eduardo Bolsonaro are doing a podcast together now. The two children of authoritarian leaders across the world are doing a podcast together now and i don't appreciate them stepping in on our territory (laughs) go off king (laughs) so this is me officially declaring war on that podcast is this a call-out podcast (laughs) a dirty one drop this is a call-out podcast to netanyahu's son and bolsonaro's son get the fuck out of itunes this is our place (laughs) that's a mighty pretty rainforest you got there be ashamed if something happened to it but both that you weren't already doing to it. <laughs> yeah, it down. <laughs> He's already burning down the rainforest for the insurance money. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's literally all I have for media roundup. So, all right, Sean. Okay, I got a few things I've been enjoying recently. Uh, not not really a new thing, but uh, I've been listening to a lot of Slow Focus by Fuck Buttons. Really great album. Very like sort of. Uh, do you guys know who Fuck Buttons is? No. Wait, all is right. it a single person who calls himself by a band name? 
Uh, no, it's two people that call themselves by a band name. Okay, good. You know what would make this way more fun for our audience if you sang one part of a song for Well, I can't because there's no lyrics. It's all like instrumental, Ah. electronic bullshit. Dang. It's basically the kind of music that would annoy people. (laughs) But I really like it, and I think it's really good. And especially the track Hidden X's, the last track on that album. It's got like, it's got like this one motif that like runs throughout the whole song that I think is like, so, it's so good it makes me mad. Like, Mm. have you ever listened to a song where you're just like, man, such a good idea. I wish I thought of that. Damn. Kind of similar uh, vibe. Yeah. Sometimes for like sample flips on a hip hop production. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I mean, their sort of thing is like they like, you ever listen to like more like post rock stuff where it's like more orchestral or like more like build up, Wait, build ups and stuff. I think I know how to do this. Do you want to do a, if you listen to blank, you will like fuck button? Oh uh, yeah, sure. It's like a, if you listen to like explosions in the sky or godspeed speed you black oh, okay. emperor like that but like noisy electronics okay same sort of Wait, vibe. can you do can you redo it though but this time doing it like the bill engvall you might be a redneck uh <laughs> that kind of cadence <laughs> Don't what I can do. if you <laughs> if you like fuck buttons then you might like you explosions. Might, you might be an asshole <laughs> anyway yeah fuck uh, slow focus by fuck buttons that's uh that's my recommendation uh I don't know, like, because, like, the stuff like that, like, if you're going to, like, base in, like, a whole 10-minute song around, like, one idea, it's got to, like, really hit, you know, or else you're just going to be, like, this is, this is getting really boring and tedious, but, like, they do a really good job of, like, finding, like, one idea that, like, really hits and then, like, doing enough with it to, like, keep it interesting for quite some time. So, I got another album that I, I was thinking about recommending. Uh, it's called uh, Food House. It sounds stupid, or the name sounds stupid, I'm not going to lie. But Food House by Food House, also a, a duo, <laughs> if you've ever listened to uh, Guppy and Fraxium. Uh, I, I have listened to Guppy because I know Guppy is the, uh, son, the, the of, son of Tony, Tony, Tony Hawk. Hawk. Yeah. yeah, I was going to include that as a fun fact, but like him yeah, and... Yeah, Guppy uh, is really good. I'll yeah, him and, his, fr- him and uh, his buddy uh, Fraxium, uh, they made a... You listen to Thoss Moser? Like uh, Fraxium did the vocals on that track and they made a... And they made like a whole album together, and it really hits. A couple of uh, songs I'd recommend off of that. Uh, Lead Seagull Ride is really good. Eight Now is really good. Uh, Moss Thoser, also really good. So check out that album if you're into like the hyper pop thing. Like, feel like 100 Decks or uh, like, uh, I'm trying to think of another, like Dorian Electra. Things like, things of that nature. Though. Oh, yeah. Definitely check it Adrian out. Adrian came out against Dorian Electra on our last episode, and I I did not. <laughs> Oh, yes, you did. You said, I hate them, and I hate them because of their <laughs> yeah, it sounds Yeah, like, it sounds like you're not a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have gentle hands. <laughs> Come here, boy! My Dorian is pure. My Dorian's a whore. <laughs> uh, no, I just thought the I just didn't think the album was that good. Well, their, uh, I mean, their style is, like, pretty... No, I still have time to edit the last episode, and I'm cutting that. <laughs> I'm gonna put a loud bleep over the part where you come at Dorian. <laughs> And honestly, when you say the F slur, I'm probably going to remove that too, Adrian. <laughs> Is that yeah, it? but check this out. Oh, no, there's one last thing I want to recommend. Uh, I know, Paul, you're familiar with the works of uh, John Boyce, mm-hmm. sports writer. Uh, Big so fan. Big fan. About two or three years ago, he released a uh, like a multimedia story called 17,776. And it was about like what college football looks like in the or what like professional football looks like in the future and like a post-scarcity society where like people don't age or die and they can just it's basically just like you have unlimited time forever and it's all these like absurdist football games and I, you don't have to be like a sports fan to be yeah into it or I'll, I'll cut in and say i don't care about football at all 
John Boyd is a genius, and that's probably one of the, like, best, funniest, most interesting sci-fi stories I'd read in a long, long time. So I will give that a heavy recommendation. Yeah, but but also, but yeah, the sequel is what I was going to mention, is that it's Mm -hmm. about, like, a college football, quote-unquote, but, like, it's, like, every college football, like, you have, like, a regular college football field, but you take the end zones and basically, like, expand them across the entire country. So it's still, like, the width of, like, a football field, but it goes all the way, like, across the country. And it does that with, like, every single college football stadium. And so it's, like, this, like, giant mega field. Of, and it becomes, like, this giant game of, like, keep away football. Anyway, really, really good story. Like, surprisingly, like, heartfelt and human, too. Definitely recommend. It's it's funny. It's weird. It's a lot of interesting stories inside. And, it's like, the main story that goes throughout it, like, really gets you. Yep. I would agree with that for sure. Definitely recommend it. Cool. Even if you're not a fan of football. You don't have to be a fan of football. Or a fan of sports in so general. So it's, like, the, the book version it. of the league. It, oh it's not a book it's a web it's it's all published online for free so anybody can go read yeah, it yeah. whenever um it's probably like a what like a two hour read two to three hours i would say something like that i yeah. think every part probably takes about like there's 12 parts it probably takes like 15 20 minutes to read each one maybe yeah i was going to say so usually from here we would talk about the topic which in this case is mostly radio and music but i think like we'll probably cover everything just answering the questions yeah. Do you have any initial thoughts? Would you like to say anything about radio or music or in general? Questions. Uh, music's cool. I like music. Music can be all right. Yeah, I think... Uh, general points on music. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I got into hip-hop, like, maybe just, like, very shortly before Paul did. But uh, I, was a, I was a little scene kid, a little metal kid for uh, most of my high school years. And I still enjoy the music quite a bit. Uh, but, yeah, my, de- my tastes definitely lean more, like, indie rock, sad boy. Like, my favorite music now is, like, sad white people telling me about their feelings. and um, Which is why when the little when the little peep thing came around, it was kind of perfect for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Because I was, like, I was really into, like, um, like a lot of, like, the, the emo bands of, like, the early, like, 2010s or so. But, like, I never really vibed with little peep. I always thought, like, it, I always thought it was, like, kind of gimmicky. And, like, I think that, like, rock, like, a lot of, like, indie rock samples I don't think really make good samples for hip-hop personally. Uh, I don't actually like Lil Peep. <laughs> okay, well joke. then, good. <laughs> I don't feel that bad. But, like, no, like, I was definitely into, like, some sad boy shit some in college. Like, now I would describe my music taste as, like, music made, made by, like, non-cis people. <laughs> That's I don't true. Think... <laughs> That's true. Like, all my favorite artists now are, like, trans or non-binary. <laughs> Objectively speaking, Sophie is a genius. Yeah, I know. Like, Sophie, Black Dresses, Dorian Electra. Like, Fraxium's non-binary, uh... Like, that whole, like, hyperpop scene I've been, like, really into, I guess. Me too, me too. Hyperpop. Like, I mean, PC music, you were really into already. In yeah, I was kind of, of a, so I don't know if I, I can say kind of a torchbearer in some regards, because I was on that shit, like, in 2015. Mm, I saw gonna... people to listen to Sophie and Charlie XCX, like, 2015. I gave Charlie a try. I actually didn't, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it very much at all. Uh, I don't really like her. Like, it wasn't really until yeah. she started working with Sophie that I got really into it, but, like, well, like, Vroom I remember, Vroom was around 2015, though. So that yeah, was, that was when I first got into it. But, like, uh, I remember, like, after that, I was like, oh, I gotta listen to, like, earlier stuff. And I was like, eh, that's not really doing it for me. This week, we've brought in for you, for, for you, Sean, we've brought in an article by Paste Magazine, Dear Patsy. And so this has to do with you because of their... Wait, I brought this in. Is, shut are we up. pretending like it's Shut me? up. <laughs> are we pretending like that uh, you guys brought it in We're for cutting me? that out. When I did all the work? Shut up, Sean. I am this podcast. Shut I am up. Big Facts No Cap. This is a call out. Um, so, this, uh, so the advice column I brought in for you was Paste's Dear Patsy. And it has to do with you because it has to do with... Uh, was being kind of the person who loves music in your group of friends, and everybody knows it. 
and oh god this kid uh this kid sure does love music do you have a little bit more background on uh what this magazine is like what the what the gist of this whole column is paste magazine is there a gist to it it's like pop culture i guess patsy advises oh yeah so pop culture. so I, I did actually did some research on it so pop culture patsy was an article started like maybe six months ago and they only ran like three or four editions like there's not really a lot of them but it was yeah. basically just about like random like pop culture questions like not just about music about like tv shows or movies or what have you so it, it sits in the long tradition of advice columns that only run for a few editions and then get lost forever for yeah, only I was kind us of amazed to find. By, I was kind of amazed by how many I found that did that because uh, yeah. like I found some like ones I thought would be good. Like Gucci Mane had one for a while and T-Pain had one, but T-Pain's like never even really started. And Gucci Mane had like one or two like editions well, and I was like, oh, that must me out. I think T-Pain's advice column is oftentimes like treated as like analogous to Firefly. Like it really didn't get the second and third season that it needed uh, and it's kind of a cult <laughs> because of that i couldn't find a single edition though oh is it just like about that did, did you want to comment about our last episode that came out because you mentioned to me before the last episode came out that there's this guy called andrew wk oh yeah that so you wanted to i really feel part. like y'all didn't really get andrew wk because like his whole thing is that like yeah he made like dumb like he was sort of like the little b of like rock and metal music if that sort of makes sense. Like, his, like, stuff was about, like, being dumb and, like, partying hard. But, like, it was always, like, this sort of, like, post-ironic take on it. Whereas, like, now we sort of, like, evolved that into, like, more of, like, a spiritual guru persona. So, like, his whole thing is that, like, he says, like, stupid spiritual bullshit as supposed to sound deep. So, I'm not really sure if he's being, like, sincere or not when he does it. But, like, it's, that's sort of, like, his thing is, like, take, like, partying to, like, mean actual, he's, like, turned, like, partying, or his thing of, like, partying into, like, becoming, like, like an ethos like partying sort of like in spirit partying being like a metaphor for like living like a, a good life or something like that there's nothing more partying than a quiet meditation yeah so, so adrian i'm like gonna blame, blame you for not doing the correct research on who andrew wk was and presenting uh, i'm fine with the introduction i gave if this is one of those things where if you're not really familiar with it like i can see why you read it that way because like, he's just, he kind of has, like, this odd persona. I'm not really sure how much of it is sincere and how much of it is him just, like, bullshitting, but, like, that's just kind of his thing, is, like, turning, like, turning partying into, like, a metaphor of, like, living your life to the fullest, I guess. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and jump into the Dear Patsy article. Let's get and it. Dear Patsy, I absolutely love talking and sharing music with other people. I also love creating playlists for gatherings of friends to play as we hang out. However, what I've noticed is that my playlists almost always seem to be a bummer. I have a lot of emotional investment in them, but they always seem to get either a muted response or raised eyebrows in the not-so-flattering way. I'm not stuffing black metal or grindcore into their ears, mind you. It's normally just the latest and greatest indie rock, a little hip-hop, maybe some tasteful jazz or ambient music to shake things up. How do I make playlists that are enjoyable while also turning people on to new stuff? Is there a magic formula that doesn't just induce shrugs? I know it's silly to put so much stake in what is basically background music, but a compliment or a, hey, I like this, what is this, just really sends me over the moon. Thoughts off the board? Yeah. Problem so one, you should have some grindcore in there. <laughs> Sean, I feel like you're going to be able to give the best technical advice if we take the, uh, question seriously as a radio dj on how to uh, and somebody who's dj'd parties you'll have some good technical takes on how to play music people enjoy oh, my, t my technical tastes are stop being lame play the hits yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
probably we're gonna have the same thing, which is shut the fuck up, dude. Just play what like people want to hear. Stop yeah. trying to put them onto new shit. Well, this kind of reminds me. Kind of reminds me of me five or six years ago that wanted to be like the music guy, and now I've kind of like been like, eh, like who fucking cares anymore? But like, it's, like when you're hanging out with a group of friends, like you gotta like play what like the vibe is. You gotta like vibe. Like it's kind of selfish of you to like come in and be like, oh, I'm gonna show people new stuff when everybody's like trying to hang out. Like no, everybody just wants to hang out and have fun. Just put on something that people can like ha- can like vibe with. Like stop making it like so like so and so's music session. And I do get what he's saying. Like, I agree with you basically full-heartedly, but I do get what he's saying. And I think as two people who are in a group, a bit, large group of friends of people who do like music, if you really want to make the hangout about music, I think we found a good workaround with it, which was do music circle. Pass the phone around and let people queue up their favorite music. We did that back in high school. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good compromise because it makes it a, like a communal experience. So it's not everybody, just like you like shoving like yeah. shoving music down everybody's throat. You know, yeah. it becomes about the music rather than just like as a passive thing. It's a passive thing. Just like put on something that everybody's going to like and like. And then probably. it becomes kind of competitive. Like, oh, that song was awesome, dude. Thanks for showing it to me. Like, I know exactly what you'll like if you like that last song. And it kind of becomes a thing where everybody gets to like show off to each other instead of you trying to be the one guy who everybody has to like what they play yeah and like if you want to show people like do that on like an individual basis like if you're like oh i think so and so like this well then sh- share it with them like individually don't make it like a like a group event i guess that that's kind of weird man and then like also like another small piece of advice if you're going to share music you got to listen to what other people recommend to you mm-hmm. because i find it really frustrating when like i recommend music to people and they don't listen to it it makes me not want to like listen to what they tell me it's got to be like a two-way street where like you listen to what they recommend it which is kind of what, what music recommend. circle is accomplishing it's yeah. turning it into a two-way I think that's street. A really although compromise. we did have this problem in college and you might have this problem too if somebody puts on a 15 minute white guy with dreads reggae song you will have to listen to it <laughs> oh <laughs> god <laughs> it's a lot of power it Wait, is, is a lot not, of is that not considered domestic terrorism <laughs> It should have Depends been. on what state you're in. It pissed me off more than anything. I was like, 15 fucking minutes. Oh, fuck. I forgot that happened. No, that was a, that was a real story. Oh, my God. Yeah. Paul, you have unrooted that out of some, like, dark, repressed corner of my brain. We had to listen to it. It was he horrifying. He was in the sucking think... place until you brought that back up. We were hanging out on the porch, and I'm pretty sure I went inside. Yeah, I literally couldn't. It was on my phone. I couldn't, and everybody went inside. I like that. I think that would be my goal in Music Circle, is try to break up the circle. <laughs> Just play, like, 20 minutes of white noise. Yeah. Uh, we've already referenced it on the pod before, but play 433 by John Cage. <laughs> um, one time, well, Sean, really when we it. were studying for exams, one time, and it was me and our three roommates, Sean played metal machine music all the way through. <laughs> Does that really do that? Oh, yeah. my God. Google Lou reads metal yeah. machine music uh, if for you the, the context. For those that, ha- yeah, for, do you want me to explain it or... Uh... Sure. For those that have no context, it's basically just like an hour of guitar feedback. Did I really do that? Jesus Christ. Well, you and Billy both seemed into it. <laughs> gotta, gotta hate myself. Good way to stay focused. Um, okay, so I, I feel like we just had a burst of our a lot of our ideas, so I'm gonna actually mention now that I did give everybody homework for this section. Sean, Adrian, did you do your homework? Yes. I did. So what I asked everybody to do is bring in a five-song playlist of what music they imagine this guy is playing for his friends. So I've done it as well. Sean, would you like to present your five-song playlist? Yeah, sure. So I took what he said in the most literal way possible, where he says, uh, it's normally just the latest and greatest indie rock, a little hip-hop, and maybe some tasteful jazz. So I went to uh, the most trusted uh, music website on the planet, pitchforkmedia.com, and pulled the latest and greatest in indie rock. 
So first off, I have Anything by Adrienne Lecker. Adrienne Lecker, I'm sorry. I haven't actually listened... Uh, by the way, I haven't listened to all this. Like, I don't actually know if it's good or not. So, like, if I'm going to trash it, like, don't think of it as, like, an indictment on it. I honestly don't know. Not Apparently to bring up she's again, uh, but Pantano gave that album an 8. Oh, cool. Maybe I will listen to it. Uh, but uh, apparently she's a uh, part of Big Thief. I've never really been a Big Thief fan, or like I've never really listened. You've to You've never it. been I a big, big Thief fan. Uh, second on the list is "Can I Believe You" by Fleet Foxes off the new Fleet Foxes album, because you know he's going to be a Fleet Foxes fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, third on the list is uh, "The Microphones" in 2020 by The Microphones, which, for, like for context, if you don't know what that is, is a 40 minute song, which is basically a retrospective of a. Uh, this uh phil everyone's project the microphones it's not very conducive to listening it's basically just him playing like noise and like guitar and like talking that's, for 40 minutes that's a great way to break up a music circle yeah i know do that and then when it comes back to you do around the world by daft punk so those are my latest and greatest in indie and so from there we go to a little hip-hop so i took what was probably the greatest hip-hop song the planet put on here earth by little dicky <laughs> awesome had to be on the playlist star studded Definitely part of the music circle. And, of course, a little tasteful jazz. And I know the only uh, two uh, jazz artists he's listened to are Miles Davis and Kamasi Washington. So I took a tum- there a we go. That's Kamasi that's, Washington. That's where our lists intersect is Kamasi Washington. Oh, really? So I put the next oh, step. Like, I, I'm a, I like Kamasi Washington for I reference. Do, I but, do, uh, <laughs> I figured it was either Miles Davis or Kamasi Washington. All right. So I'll do my list next. So when he said indie, I thought maybe he would start, and I know he said latest and greatest, so mine might be a little bit less accurate than yours, Sean. I started with some Arctic Monkeys fluorescent adolescence. I thought that would be his like indie song that he liked. I do want to make it clear, all this stuff I like, by the way, it's just stuff that I think is more popular online than in real life and people might not vibe with in a social setting. Yeah, I think this is this exercise is more about making fun of the archetype than like the actual music. Yeah, all this music I like. Then next, I put a few different options. This is where I thought he might bring in the, like, I like jazz or I like, like... This is a choose-your-own-adventure playlist? Yeah. <laughs> so from there, I thought he might play Thundercats, them change them changes or he might play something like Kamasi Washington or Miles Davis I did think about Thundercats <laughs> and then I also said maybe some funk by uh, George Clinton since Thundercats funk so something in that world like Miles Davis Kamasi Washington okay we have the same idea then then I said he would uh this w- I considered it indie it's not really indie rock it's more indie electronic but then I said he'd play some Sufjan Stevens and I specified impossible soul and I said he'd play all 25 minutes like the 25 it. four minute track <laughs> yeah and make everybody wait through all of it. It's a way to kill vibes. And then I said Brockhampton star, just because, mm. come on, Brockhampton, that's famous in the annoying guy world of music they like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I said, now that he's blown everybody's mind, he's going to officially just set, like, send everybody like home. He's going to wipe the floor with them, like, really blow everybody's mind as much as it can possibly be blown. So this is where he would play either Death Grips or Money Machine by 100 Gex. Mm, feels so clean. Um, uh, I like Paul's um, verbiage there, as this is a description as if it's a physical assault. <laughs> <laughs> then he's gonna... If that's the case, the money machine is definitely the knockout punch. Like, that's definitely the haymaker. <laughs> All right, Adrian. Yeah, I think, uh, so I didn't take um, latest and greatest. I, I didn't, I ignored the latest part a little bit, and I wanted to make a timeless playlist. Um, so the first song on my playlist is actually just uh, The Middle by Jimmy Eat World. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, so I want to go back a little bit because this—I think this is like the third or fourth time I've heard you mention Jimmy Eat World on this podcast. So. 
Are you, I don't think so. I was just curious. Like, are you just like this in the Jimmy world or? Uh, no, no. I saw them live once. They were pretty good. All right. Uh, they got sorry, mad at me. Sorry, to make this awkward. I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying to clown you or anything. I was just. I was genuinely curious because I kept like hearing you mention. I was like, are you really into the Jimmy World that much? Uh, a second song I think keeping in latest and greatest I think would be um, <laughs> the middle again by Jimmy World. <laughs> I might have told Adrian you made fun of him for mentioning Jimmy. And then I'm gonna fill up the last three spots with uh, the middle by Jimmy. <laughs> it's pretty bagged. Um, yeah, so that's my playlist. Damn. Uh, yeah, I think that would annoy me. Yeah, people. I think I would. I think I would listen to Adrian's playlist out of both of ours, though. Yeah, fine. <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. Is that like the John Mulaney bit about making everybody listen to what's new? Pussy what's up? Cat? <laughs> yeah. uh, with one, uh, it's not. It's unusual. It's not unusual. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. In the same vein, I'll do one. Uh, Sweetness by Jimmy World in the middle of that. <laughs> Do you, do you have an actual list, or was the list literally a troll to make fun of Sean for making fun of you for liking Jimmy World too much? No, yeah, was, that, that was it, yeah. All right, reviews of our lists. How did you feel? Oh, I and, thought yours were, uh, I think since you actually took the assignment <laughs> at face value, I think you guys did a much better job of kind of getting into what um, this playlist would actually look like. None of you, neither of you put ambient music in it. Mm. And I think specifically, I think Paul's going on a limb by putting uh, Money Machine on there. I think... Uh, writer, I think, is someone who thinks that their music is so inoffensive and it's like surprising to them that people just don't seem to vibe with it. So I think that's a little bit off from what he's describing. Okay. I don't know. I could see someone that's like too deep into the rabbit hole playing Money Machine and being like, wait, you guys like, you don't like this? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, for me, generally, the, the whole thing was like, people do forget that there's a difference between what the internet likes and what people like. Yeah. And it's not always mm-hmm. a perfect intersection of interests. And sometimes you just gotta, like, I don't know, you just gotta, like, like I said earlier, play the hits. Play the Like, hits. they're hits for a reason. Like, put on, like, Toxic or something. Everybody loves Toxic. Well, that's a great song. Yeah, yeah I, I think also, um, I've definitely had, like, scenarios where I was uh, hanging out with friends, and they just put on, like, the latest Taylor Swift album, and I don't like Taylor Swift at all, but, like, it still works for the vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not, like, sitting there listening to the music. Like, like, you're not there to listen to, like, unless you're specifically there for listening to music. Like, usually you're just there to, like, hang out with friends and not listen to music. You just want something that's going to, like... Like fill up space in something this, yeah, i will world. say is if you're somebody who has their sound system hooked up to their tv go on youtube and just do like top 40 a visualizer m- m- no not visualizer Ooh. well visualizer too but i usually do like uh like top 40 music videos of the moment because they're usually so crazy and absurd that there's something to talk about too that's on screen and the music's mm. inoffensive pop music yeah that's so good like advice. kind of like a f- something worth commenting on and inoffensive pop music at the same time do you remember the time we uh we, like, spent, like, two hours watching the music videos of people just, like, in the desert. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, we, we once did a theme night where we just queued up music of music videos that were set in the desert. And we had, like, ten people over that night. And yeah. There was a weird amount of content. Like, we did not We did out. it for, like, a long time. It was weird. Like, but just like, based off people's cool. memories. Like, people being like, oh, I remember this music video. It's set in the desert. Like, this one. Yeah. I can't think maybe the last one I saw was that George Watsky music video where he's on like the stilts in the desert. That might be the last one I, uh, I think Ooh, I've seen. George Watsky would definitely be somebody this question asker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I didn't want to get too like specific. Uh-oh. But no, I always think of uh, that one MIA video. I think it's Bad Girls. Yeah. Where she's oh, like yeah. on like the cars at an angle. That's always the one that comes to mind for me. 
What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, my usual strategy now for, like, playing music in a group is just letting someone else do it. <laughs> That's actually, yeah, I get, I get a bit of anxiety usually. I uh, I let someone else take over. I just take the burden off it and just be like, you know, if someone else can handle it, I'll just, like, I'll just want to hang out. Uh, no, I uh, I usually go on Spotify and I look up a 90s uh, hip-hop playlist, and then mm. everyone seems to be okay with that. That's pretty good, because that, like, that seems like a pretty good crowd-pleaser. Like, everybody... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, like I literally started like doing it because of that one Broad City episode where they keep asking the DJ to play 90s hip-hop. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, how do you feel about people who come to the conclusion of, like, music is all subjective, I don't talk about, like, whether or not music's good or bad anymore? Oh, I agree. I think it's sort of implicit, like, when you talk about whether music's good or bad, that, like, it's just your opinion. And, like, as long as you're working from that framework, then, like, there's nothing wrong with the way we talk about music. Like, cause music, like, so as, you're saying right now, me knowing that I'm basically atonal and a shitty singer, I could belt out five like verses, and then you would have to say it's objectively just as good as like. No, like, I would just be like the I, entire Beatles discography. Or I would something. just well, yeah, because the Beatles are shit, but <laughs> that is true. Oh, the Beatles shit. are shit. Yeah, yeah find a I better think example. On that. It's objectively as good as the entire Kanye West discography. Well, I would just be like, I don't like no. I think it. I think it's shit. Okay. Like some weirdo, like out there, and some weirdo out there. So your like problem it. is that you think we should just all say I think before any opinion. Yeah, ba- I mean, well, that's sort of implied when you share an opinion. As long as you just like understood the stand, that's implied. That's all, like all the mental work that you have to do. Okay. And that we could just have discussion as normal. Like, of course, music's subjective because all art is subjective. Because anyone that thinks that art is objective is a fucking idiot. All right, dear doubtful DJ, I myself have experienced this fear many times. And I agree with that. I sorry. never mind. I'm doing this. <laughs> no, no, I'll do it. We don't have time. <laughs> oh God. Dear doubtful DJ, I myself have experienced this fear many times, and I agree that re- receiving positive affirmations from fellow music fans is a hot is a high all its own. While there's no way to ensure success in a room full of different people with infinite tastes, my best piece of advice is this: make just one party slash hangout playlist specifically to be used in a room full of people. If you intentionally create a playlist that's made for many ears, chances are it'll perform better in a crowd than something already in your library full of random music. Add songs to the playlist as time goes on with the goal in mind. And the good news is, if you have lots of time right now to perfect it, since you're probably not around many large groups at the present. Oh, can I interject really quick with something that I just realized from reading that? Um, So because a lot of work that I do is just me sitting in a room with like a handful of undergrads and uh, I'll usually put on a podcaster. I put on music because all of them refuse to because they're all shy little kids. And I definitely have had moments where like I remember that JPEG Mafia song on the uh, on Injury Reserve self-titled album. Like I came back from going to do something and one of the kids was like, that was really scary. You mean I just killed a cop now I'm horny? No, no, no. It was his feature on uh, Injury Reserve's self-titled yeah. <laughs> album, where he's just, like, shouting in the end, and they're, like, twisting out his voice and chopping and screwing it. And, yeah, I just, like, came back, and, like, one of my undergrads was just like, that was a scary song. <laughs> uh, I think I've, like, traumatized. I think, uh, they yeah, were I definitely, They all cowering like... under their desk, going, this is what they taught us to do during a school shooting. <laughs> I think JPEG Mafia would be proud of himself if that was the case. I've definitely, like, turned a lot of... It's a, it's a communal room in the research building, so I've, like, turned a lot of heads from, like, having veteran playing or whatever. Shit like that. Shit like that is why I uh I just like let someone else take care of it usually. Yeah, I just don't want to deal with it. I imagine since Adrian's a senior person in the room, he just wants to play. Like he doesn't care about impressing them. He just wants to play what he likes. Yeah, I know. I just vibe, and no one like no one can like discipline me. I'm an adult that works in the building. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like I'll vibe, and everyone will think I'm weird. 
moving on. It sounds like you're already on the right track here, but make sure it's genre fluid with nothing too abrasive. Take it from me. Your friends actually don't want to hear Death Grips at the free game. Oh, shit. Calling out Paul. Oh, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> and long enough that you can skip a song or two if it starts if you start to hear snores. But make sure it's still true to you. This may seem sillier like I'm taking this all too seriously, but study the playlist beforehand so that you're armed with the ability to answer any of the many questions that will surely be thrown your way when your friends hear this incredible feat of music organizing. Here's hoping we'll all be able to gather again soon, and this magical playlist you create will someday, someday be heard independently of Zoom happy hours. Yours in mixtape making... Patsy. I did not like that that answer did not dispel the idea that you shouldn't not take your playlist so seriously. Yeah, yeah I, I, they had me in the first half, not gonna lie. Like the, like, the first part's good. The second part, I was like, eh. Like, just, like, you're putting too much thought into it. Just, like, play things people will like and don't worry about it, because you're just adding more stress to a hangout that you don't need. And like Sean said, it's cool to share music with people, but do it on a one-on-one -on -one basis. It's just weird mm. for you to want to be complimented in a group setting. Can I throw out a quick question of uh, past experiences you guys have had with making mixtapes for partners? Oh god, Jesus Christ. Ooh, Sean actually made mixtapes for my ex-girlfriend, and she got a lot of her music <laughs> What a move. From what that. a chat oh, move. I forgot I did that. <laughs> and she, Wait, did you she took a lot of her best music tastes from that. So. Wait, for real? Oh, That's nice. awesome. I'm a tastemaker. <laughs> Have you, so, Adrian, have you ever made a uh, mixtape for a, for a bay? No, I just hand them my mixtape. <laughs> just hand them like a, like a minute EP. samplings of like all your beats? Yeah, I just hand them a pilot EP. Uh, they're copy. like, hey, can I rap Signed on this? by me and Phil. Oh, okay. I still have so many copies left that, uh, <laughs> that are signed by me Of the Buster Cups? I'll take one. You can send me one. I'll take it. You want the Buster Cups? You can yeah. find them on Spotify. Oh, damn. This, no, is, uh, this is our previous project. project. This is the open mics. Oh. No, I think I made one for uh, for an ex back in high school, and I look back on that, and I kind of cringe. Yeah, I don't think I ever did that, um, but I don't know why. All right, get into the second article? Yeah, I'm down. Any last thoughts from you guys? Uh, no, I think I left it all out there. Is this a time to plug our Big Facts No Cap playlist? Oh, yeah, good yeah. time to plug that. Yeah. Okay, I'll do it, since apparently you just got silent. <laughs> All right, y'all, search Adrian Perez on Spotify, and he has a playlist on his page called Big Facts No Cap, or maybe you can just search Big Facts No Cap. I was about to say, sure. I think that might be the easier way to do it. Yeah, just search Big Facts No Cap. There is a playlist on Spotify of all the music we've mentioned in the show, good and bad. So even things we mentioned negatively are on there. So Oh, I didn't know what was going to be on there. I was going to give like a live reaction. Oh, give us a live oh, reaction. Oh, yeah, reaction should give us a live reaction. Page. All right. Oh, wait, no, it's the He's going to love the first song. Oh, also, our podcast is on Spotify, so make sure to find the playlist. It, it has a bee at the cover, a bee on a flower. Is this a, okay, it's a bee on a flower. All right. All right, uh, the middle, first song, classic. <laughs> oh, Pine Grove. I like Pine Grove. Injury Reserve. Six, you guys, Six Nine fans? No, this is all the things that have been mentioned, either positively or negatively. Oh, uh, okay. Sounds sounds of the podcast. I like it. Do you remember a lot of these references? Is there anything where you want to ask the context of why it was mentioned on the podcast? Oh yeah, that would be fun. Uh, yeah. I don't think I remember the uh, the Jack White one. We talked about his SNL performance. Or most of I remember. I don't remember the Missy Elliott one. That one sticks out to me. Or this ain't got no rhythm. Oh, that's Phoenix on Fur. I was never Phoenix because he said Paul's favorite song is "Ain't Got No Rhythm" because I was talking about how I have no rhythm. Uh, no, yeah, Missy Elliott was. Uh, she was in the canceled quiz, and so I used her song for the outro. Uh, okay. All right, let's get into the second article. All right. 
This is Musician's Help Desk Advice Column. Uh, this one is specifically called Preparing for a Radio Performance. And actually, now that I think about it, I'm going to use my best NPR voice because this is Bruce Trujillo. Bruce Trujillo has been with the Colorado NPR station's open air since 2016 to share her passion for new and local music and works to book local and touring bands in the CPR Performance Studio for studio sessions, guest DJ appearances, as well as on-site interviews and features with musicians, athletes, and other outstanding members of the community. All right, this is Dear Musicians Help Desk. Uh, the question is, my awesome new band has been invited to a radio station to play a live session. They'll be interviewing us and filming the set as well. How the heck should I prepare? What should I do and not do at the session to win friends and gain influence? Kisses, making me look good. Uh, Sean, you have the most experience with this. What should they do? So I actually did Does he? Because I, I, uh, I have not performed, but I have sat next to someone who did a radio performance. I've helped. Um, I've done like the radio side of it where I've like helped uh, like, like bands have come in and like we've recorded them playing live on air. As far as like uh, interviewing, filming the set, uh, my best advice, I think, is to just like do what they tell you. Like, don't, mm. like, don't be, like, picky or annoying. Just, like, be, like, very easy to work with. No, be a diva. It's the only way they'll respect you. And then you'll start, <laughs> like, your dominance. a reputation for being a diva, which actually helps your career as a musician. Also, have a writer that asks for really absurd, crazy things. It will make them think of you as a superstar, which will help up your brand. Uh, I did work as a, an event organizer for a radio station. Whenever we sometimes when we pull in bands, if they're like a little bigger, they'd have like riders, and I'd be like, "Fuck, I have to get like water balls and shit." This is so fucking annoying. You're like, you have like fifty like followers on Instagram or whatever. I don't want to get this shit for you. Did you not already have water bottles for people? <laughs> no, I just like go buy water or some shit. It was just like dumb shit. Like they that. would ask for absurd things, like a room full of oxygen. <laughs> The point is, I didn't want to put in any extra effort. Like, I'm, I'm paying you, like, a bucks to go, like, play for, like, a crowd of, like, 50 people. Like, why are you asking for shit? Oh, are you giving away how much Wizbiff can pay talent to come to Clemson? This is, it varies a lot from, I'm just giving, like, a, like, ballpark example. Don't take okay. it as fact. You're not putting their, you're not putting everybody's business out there? No. Maybe, the cu- maybe cut that. Maybe I can do that bit again. Okay. I don't want to give, like, exact numbers. You're probably right. I'll do a little editing magic. <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah, like you're you're not that you're probably not that important if you're playing for like a local radio station in Clemson. Just like don't put anything like So annoying. you really think there's nothing to the idea of behaving like a diva will like kind of create a like mythic image around your brand. I mean if you're event or, if you're an event organizer, like you'll probably just get pissed off. Although I will say one of the weirdest requests I got was one band wanted to like go eat at the uh Yeah, they want to go eat at the uh, canteen at Clemson. Like, the student dining hall, and I was, like, they That's specifically weird. requested so I just, like, used my guest vouchers to get them in, but, like, they were, like, really into it. And they were, like, one of the bigger bands we booked, but they were just really excited to go eat at a Are we naming names hall. here, or what, what are we doing here? Uh, we can say the, can we say the band name? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Bombadil. Cool guys. Oh. They play, like, like little, like, like twee, folksy, indie, indie I, rock. I can get that. It, it's, like, if you're a small, if you're a small band and you can't ask for something ridiculous, that's kind of a reasonable thing to ask for, that, like builds into like it's probably going to be different and interesting at every university and it's probably going to fill you up and be relatively like good quality at a lot of places yeah and they'll get to see what the locals are like they get to see the local watering yeah i guess why that would be interesting like shout out to them that's a like 
a cool, interesting way to use that power without actually having to ask them to spend extra money on you. Yeah, and it was pretty easy to do. And, like, they were in their late 20s, early 30s, probably. So, like, it was still, like, it was probably, they are probably far enough out of college that it was, like, a novelty to them. Yeah, so my advice for this is, um, I, I sat in with Phil whenever he did a freestyle in the morning at, for the uh, USC radio station. First of all, you wake up too goddamn early to do it, because uh, we did not get a good slot. Uh, so my advice is get on the primetime spot. We used to do hours at around, like, like probably like four or five. So, like, it was definitely later in the day. It was probably better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think the other thing is, uh, if you're going to be interviewed, I've seen a lot of audio tree live sessions. Uh, so prepare for the questions and maybe treat it like Kimmel. Like, have a story or two in the pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, be, be personal about you. Like, don't be like... My least favorite thing when, like, seeing bands get interviews, like, when they turn to each other and do, like, an inside joke and just start laughing. And uh, it's just, like, no one else thinks this is, like, charming or funny. This is just kind of annoying because now I don't, like, know anything about you. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That always kind of annoyed me. Oh, can I do a shout-out to the uh, to the latest film rap battle that was really, really good and I oh, loved yeah, sure. watching? Um, let's... So, if y'all are interested in Phil, who's been a guest on this podcast, his, uh... If you're interested in hearing his rap battle abilities... You can go on YouTube and search Pyrex Battle League presents Phil versus B-Man. 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 And Phil, Phil kind of fucking killed it. He won that rap Snaps. battle. Like, yeah. Like, hand over oh, hand. Yeah. Go Phil. Um, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, Phil. Yeah, check check that out. Go, going back to my advice, and uh, definitely also shouting out Phil for that rap battle. It's a pretty fun one. I showed Dorlia and Zach the other day. Um, yeah, be like Lomelda, where you're like a, a tiny little, uh, tiny little lady from Texas, and you talk about how much you like basketball, and your favorite Instagram page is like Ankle Busters, whatever. <laughs> Fuck, she shouted out during her uh, audio tree interview. Be like a lord and be interesting enough to have an Instagram where you just review uh, onion rings, <laughs> onion rings for years yeah. before the interview, and then you can like release that on the interview. I think that's just a secret to being like famous. It's just be an interesting person yeah <laughs> yeah don't be some boring ass piece of shit like me yeah you do suck yeah get good guests get good guests on your podcast <laughs> we'll keep that in mind for everybody <laughs> after you is this where we replace sean with his wife halfway through <laughs> <laughs> sean do you want to yell for caitlin <laughs> <laughs> i don't think she wants to be on this yeah no so i was i was basically gonna throw this mostly to sean who has the technical advice this is another one where like i don't actually have uh, good advice for how a band should prepare for a live session um i think it's pretty similar to like when you're preparing to record like just like work with the uh people that are recording it don't like work against them don't be like i, I remember working with one band they're like somewhat famous so i'm not sure if i want to say their name i just remember them being like really difficult to work with they're like very like full of themselves and like wanting to control everything and they kind of had like this air of like being better than a like, everything that was going on around them. Just name them. How are they going to get you in any trouble? Uh, okay, yeah. Point? So, fuck the Mowglies. Okay. Because they're, like... Mm. Like, people have probably heard of them. But, yeah, the Mowglies, I did not like them. So, they were kind of they were kind of assholes. <laughs> Alright, Adrian, I did notice this one had a really long answer. So, are we prepared for Yeah, yeah, for yeah. The... We should probably get into it. I think the one thing I wanted to say really quick was, um... It seemed like Sean's advice boiled down to be a regular-ass human. And yeah, be, like, but you would be, you would be surprised of how, like... The amount of musicians that are not regular ass people, like a lot of them, can be kind of annoying. Most of them are cool. I shouldn't like trash them too much, but like one thing I did want to bring up really quick is uh, so Paul referenced the whole you know uh, stories behind bands with their crazy writers. Um, have you ever heard the whole thing that like Van Halen 
the whole reason that they had like the no green skittles in their m&ms and their writer was because uh they had a very complex pyrotechnic show and so they assumed that if they couldn't get that right they couldn't get the rest of what was going to happen during that show right and that's like a very dangerous scenario to be in yeah, yeah i actually heard that story where it's like they want to make sure they actually read the writer yeah, yeah yeah which makes sense but i, I think wish... if you're playing at clemson's radio station you're not yeah <laughs> you don't have i am i also <laughs> wish they picked up i also wish they picked a way that was like less annoying to some like sad like intern game paid four dollars an hour to pick up and ms out of a bowl <laughs> actually if i were to perform at clemson radio i would do a tiger burn live on stage <laughs> i'm trying to think if anyone did anything like clemson-y not that i remember we had some weird shows though all right you're good to go in the answer yeah go ahead all right well, hey, Macon. First off, congrats on the invite. Live radio sessions are a great way to introduce your band to new listeners, and it allows you to delve deeper into your songs. On the radio end, we love hosting bands because we get to see the other side of you and your music. It's a great partnership to form within your music community. Once you've been invited, be super communicative to the person working with you to book your visit. Let them know what your setup looks like and honestly the reason why you're going in. New release, upcoming shows, new lineup. The more the station knows, the better your interview will be. And you'll be better prepared for that interview by setting up the research talking points. Taking some stress off of you. In prepping your set, pick the songs that will resonate with most that will resonate most with new listeners. Do you have a new single? Definitely include that. Is there a song you wrote with an interesting or memorable story? Use that one and talk about it. How about one with that catchy hook or that call and response? Perfect. I always remember bands that come in with strong stories about their songs. Sad, angry, funny, whatever it is. I want to know. Uh, as for the interview portion, it's the part that usually makes most new bands super nervous because, hey, bearing your soul is easier when it's drenched in sound and metaphor and is super poetic. That's why you're a musician, right? I'd suggest prepping a few answers for each song, just some bullet points you can pull out of your pocket when asked. If you're not comfortable talking about the content of the song, then maybe the process of writing it with your band and the first time you played it live. Again, tell your host what you do and do not want to talk about. A few last things to remember before the performance. The station is there for you. You're making the music. We simply get to enjoy it and show you off. You can relax and have fun. Oh, and try not to cuss. That's my podcast. Sorry, that's why podcasting is a superior medium. Yeah, because I can I can come on here and say the seven words you can't say on TV, yeah. like poop, shit, uh, diarrhea, uh, hard brown logs. Farts. <laughs> Fart. Fart's a good one. Anyway, yeah, I can't control us, FCC. Can't censor me. Sticking it to the man. All right, go ahead. Sorry. All right, shout out George Carlin. Uh, if your session is pre-recorded, make sure you know when it's going to air and share the hell out of that thing. Ask for video links, web story, and photos. Be sure to credit the station when you get them. And make sure your mom is listening. Thank the people who work who worked with you. A follow-up email is always great. And keep the relationship open. Sessions are super fun and generally easy. You're going to do a great job, making. Thanks. Bruce Trujillo. Yeah, that was all really good advice. And he had like a, he had like a lot of positivity in just kind of the verbiage. And that, that was like pleasant to listen to and it seemed like he was purposefully stating it in a way to make it seem non-stressful for the question asker i believe it's she but yeah they 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 were in a way to make it seem non-stressful for the uh, question asker and that's like pretty like noble to to kind of like reduce anxiety which is probably the best thing to do for somebody in this situation is go in with low anxiety and be a nice person yeah, that was probably the best way to phrase it, because, like, all the advice is, like, pretty boilerplate. It's, like, be professional, be nice, like, work with them, like, be, like, friendly and, like, person- personable when you're interviewed and all that stuff. So, like, like all that stuff's, like, pretty obvious, but I feel like the, like, the, more the purpose of the answer was to, like, make the person, like, less, like, stressed and more comfortable with the idea of doing a radio show. 
So that was probably the better way to approach that question. Telling them to be respectful and then making it sound really easy so they feel confident is definitely just like the magic combo for how to do well at this type of thing. I don't know if I really like their song selection advice. They didn't say anything about picking your uh, song with the best guitar solo that really shreds. They didn't say anything about picking five Jimmy Eat World songs to antagonize <laughs> the other host of the <laughs> radio show. Yeah, they didn't even mention the 20 minute ambient track that uh, ends your album. I don't know why. Like, that's why I'll be playing <laughs> on my live session. <laughs> All right. So, Sean, I think we're going to move on to our third segment, which is a quiz that you've been kind enough to make for us much like uh i think this is becoming a trend adrian do we always have our guests quiz us no because well yeah actually let's let's do that let's make it like an official thing as opposed to like an indictment on our quiz making abilities that everyone wants to bring their own in (laughs) okay well uh but anyway do we want to get into uh the quiz sorry yeah yeah so do you want to pitch the idea and all that to us yeah so uh unlike uh my good friends paul and adrian here like i'm a pretty big sports fan i like uh I like all the ways to hit the balls and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Sounds so, like a real red-blooded American, unlike... Yeah, you know, I love, uh, you know, Faith Family Football. That's why I always say. And so, yeah. Sean, Sean owns one of those shirts that says, uh, God is good. Uh, God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. no, I have it framed in my room. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a uh, Furman shirt, because Furman is FU, so it's like FU one time, FU two times, FU all the time. <laughs> great shirt anyway but uh if i have one, if there's one thing i really like to do is to embarrass uh paul with his lack of sports knowledge but i know he's a big hip-hop fan so uh i want to give him a little quiz about sports references and hip-hop well and actually see how Adrian, well both of you guys do unless you're counting wait wait don't cover the mic with your laptop. oh i'm sorry unless you're counting i won't look at the answers unless you're counting soccer adrian's also pretty illiterate when it comes to most popular u.s sports so i'm gonna go ahead and say that me and adrian will get to work together as a cohort on this quiz. Alright, so you don't you want to work together instead of competing? Yeah, I want to work with Adrian to see if we can defeat the quiz. Okay. Yeah, I think we gotta play this like the board game Pandemic. <laughs> Topical, I like it. Anyway, uh, do you want to go ahead and get Because board to... games are so popular right. now. So there's ten, <laughs> there's ten questions. One of them, so, the, so if we want to say they're each worth one point, one of them has a bonus on it. Okay, okay. So, I guess 11 points possible if you want to, guys, give you guys, like, a goal you want to meet. How, are there any soccer ones? That's my first question. There are no soccer ones. Okay, I so I will say if we can them. get six of them, that's a win. Yeah, right? you, guys are not, you guys are not going to get six. But okay, let's do it. <laughs> All right, wait, what's, what's what's the actual output that we're trying to get? So, I'll, it's okay, so the format's going to be, I'm going to read a line from a hip-hop song. It's going to have a sports reference in it. And then I'm going to ask you a question about what's being referenced. To will it be multiple choice or will we have to freestyle the answer? Uh, one of them Yeah, is, we have to freestyle uh, rap our answer. <laughs> you know what? Just do what's ever in your heart. Will it be short form answer? <laughs> yes, they'll mostly be short form. Unless you want to make it an essay. Can you I do a five paragraph essay? <laughs> I will grade our grammar though. All right. You guys ready? Yep. Yeah, right. I'm excited. So I started with one, the one you will probably guess that I started it with. Do you want to take a guess, Paul? No. Okay. So the one I started with is from the song Barry Bonds by Kanye West. Now, here's oh. another hit, Barry Bonds. Now, Barry Bonds, interestingly enough, despite the fact that Kanye says another hits, Barry Bonds, the baseball player, was a lot more well-known for his ability to hit home runs and walk as opposed to hitting. So the question is, did Barry Bonds have more hits in his career, or did he have more walks in his career? 
Oh, that's really specific. I think he probably had... What's the difference between hitting a home run and just hitting in general? So it hits like any time you hit the ball and you get on base. In field? So okay. home, run, home runs counts, singles, doubles, triples, any of those count. Wait, so home runs do count as? Hits. Yes. Oh, he definitely got more hits than walks in my opinion. Adrian, do you agree with that? I feel like it's not notable trivia unless he got more walks than hits, but... I oh, okay, we'll use test-taking abilities. We'll use test-taking abilities and we'll go with Adrian's, like, smarty pants answer. Final answer, walks? Yeah. All right, you guys are wrong. He has, <laughs> he has 2,935 hits in his career and 2,558 walks. But the interesting thing about Those this question is close. he is number 37th in hits while he is number one in walks all time. Damn. So he had more walks compared to everyone else, but less. But I like, thought he was like one of those early players, so it would be like before they even knew how to really pitch, so he was just like cranking them out. No, Wait, but is like, this guy's also referenced in the other Kanye West song, Barry Bonds Walks? <laughs> No, here's another Walkberry Bonds. <laughs> See, you know, I was thinking, if you wanted to, like, go super specific with someone that hits a lot, you should have said, oh, here's another hit, Ichiro Suzuki. But, like, you know, a lot of syllables there, so. Give Kanye some sort of artistic leniency. This doesn't bode well for us. Yeah. I didn't think so. Anyway, do you guys want to go on to the next question? Yeah. No, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the next question Bad boy like Will and Martin in 95. Bad boy, I'm, on, I'm Isaiah Thomas in his prime. That's from Bad Boys Free by Injury Reserve by uh, Steppa Jake Roggs, RIP. Okay, so is the question what sport does Isaiah Thomas play? No, it's what team did Isaiah Thomas and the bad boys play for? Can we, can we get the sport? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you guys the sport. It's basketball. Oh, I already knew that. He's a free agent now. I know that because it feels battle rap. No, this is Isaiah Thomas. No, sorry, there's two Isaiah Thomases. This is like the more famous one who played back in the 80s and 90s. So no, he doesn't play anymore. Yeah, I definitely have no idea who the older Isaiah Thomas played for in sports. Wait, are you bringing in what Zach? What team the basketball player Isaiah Thomas played for? Uh, But I think maybe like Detroit Pistons? You're correct, this is Detroit Pistons. Good job, Adrian. Oh my god, we killed it, Adrian, me the, and you together. The bad boys were in their prime from 1988 to 1991, and they won championships in 1990 1991. Just off the top of my head, I was my wow. guess. Alright, so the next line is from Star by Brock Hampton, which was actually previously mentioned on the show, interesting. Damn, that was one of the songs I yeah, picked I for an annoying person would play, which I do love that song. That's a great fucking no, song. No, it's, it's a good song, but also an annoying person would play it, which is why I picked it, because I'm an annoying person. <laughs> so anyway, this, the line is, give me 48 minutes, we're going 0-4 Pistons. I wanted to ref- see it's like the Pistons in the last question, now we okay. got Pistons. Yeah, see? There's layers to this. <laughs> There's levels to this. <laughs> yeah. Said by Don McLennan of Brockhampton. So, Ooh, the best member of Brockhampton. No, that's If you care it. about raps and flow. I mean, he's the best technical. I'd probably say my favorite is uh, Kevin Abstract. It's actually probably Amir, but Amir's not part of it anymore. And also, Ooh, problematic. But, like, let's be honest. He was the best member. <laughs> I'm I saying, mean, yeah, if, he's, if we're shit, going by but... haircuts, it's uh, Joba. I'll give you that. Joba's got the best hair. And most interesting, like, switch em ups and screens. Joe was probably the most versatile. Merlin also is fun sometimes. Yeah. Really, they're all good. That's why they're a good group. <laughs> yeah, I like I like Brockhampton. Controversial opinion there. 
Anyway, so one thing interesting about so when he mentions 04 Pistons, what I think he's referring to is that they won the championship in two thousand in the two thousand three two thousand four season. But my question is about the two thousand four two thousand five season, which featured the Pistons in the infamous Malice in the Palace uh, brawl, which was a brawl that involves players fighting fans and actually players getting suspended for quite some time. And so my question to you is, one of the teams in the Malice in the Palace was the 2004-2005 Pistons. Who was the other team? And there's a bonus question, or a bonus answer to this. If you can tell me the player who was suspended for 86 games and lost $5 million in salary. Here's the thing. I know I've watched this video on YouTube because I'm actually obsessed with sports fight videos. But Are I you don't, really? Paul, yeah. you and your YouTube, Rex. <laughs> but I don't remember who the other team was. I'm going to go based off money to be making $84 million in 2005. No, sorry. To... I'm sorry. He he was suspended for 86 games and lost $5 million in salary. Oh, so it couldn't be. It's not going to be like a LeBron because no. that would be too low. Oh. But that was quite a bit of money, and he is—he is a very prominent. He was a very prominent figure in basketball. Then is it the short guy who played point? No, Allen Iverson. Ugh. Wait, no, that's who not I'm who I'm thinking of. To. Who's the short guy who everybody? Paul Kawaja. Kevin Hart. <laughs> Fuck both of y'all. AJ, do you, do you have any guesses? I don't know. I would say Lakers, just because they're a big team. What what team's home stadium is called the Palace? Uh, I'll give you the full name of the stadium. One sec. Just so the audience knows, Sean just hid his computer from me like I would cheat. <laughs> Alright, so the, the full name of the stadium is the Palace of Auburn Hills. Not like, it's not the Auburn in Alabama. Don't think about that. It's Auburn, North, Northern California. <laughs> which would be... No, Auburn Hills would be like a place with a lot of wheat, so it would be like, uh, uh like, a, a Midwestern slash middle of the country. I'm going to guess Sacramento Kings, my boys. <laughs> All right, Sacramento Kings, finally in Sacramento. Wrong! Kings. It is the Indiana Pacers. And the player who was suspended for 86 games for getting in a fist fight with a fan was Ron Artest. Oh, I knew no, it. I knew no, it. No, That's now what as... I was going to say. That's, I was, it was right there. It was on no, the now as Meta World Peace. Never forget. That's dope. Anyway, number four. From the song It Was a Good Day by Ice Cube, the Lakers beat the Supersonics. My question to you is that the Supersonics were a team uh, in Seattle up until the year 2008 where they relocated. Where did the Supersonics relocate to? And I guess I'll give you guys a bonus point if you know like the team they became. Like like the mascot. I, I bet you they're the San Diego. What's San Diego? It's not a basketball Chargers? Team. No, that's a I'm gonna tell you. Team, I'm going to tell you right now there's no basketball team in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not going to let you do that. Because it's hip-hop. All of these are basketball references. <laughs> it's their favorite. So, actually, quick antidote. So, to make this list, antidote, I had some help. It's, a, it's an antidote to the venom. So, a quick fuck you to Paul. Uh, I actually discovered that Rap Genius has a page of, like, uh, sports references and hip-hop where it yeah. lists, like, the players. Or, like, all the people, all the sports figures referenced. And you can, like, scroll through and look through uh, and see, like, where one of those players are being referenced. It was yeah, kind yeah. of interesting because you could like scroll through and be like Joe Flacco. Who the fuck is referencing Joe Flacco in a rap song? And also like uh, Bobby Fischer. Yeah, um, Bobby Fischer. Like a reference Rocky, quite a lot. Boy Flacco. Yeah, I was well. No, no one likes Joe Flacco. But like my another thing I found interesting is that Bobby Fischer got quite a lot of references for 
for a chess chess player yeah (laughs) like multiple people i was kind of surprised so can i go ahead and put in uh utah jazz as our final answer yeah utah Jazz. i mean you can but you'd be wrong damn it it was the well, Oklahoma City Thunder. Adrian, we are not looking good on this quiz, buddy. <laughs> I did not realize the nature of this quiz was going to be this <laughs> going in. Also famous for housing Kevin Durant of fuck Kevin Durant fame. Mm. Wait, yeah, the Kevin Durant um, Sonic slushy fame? Yeah, pretty close. Anyway, so this next one was actually one I didn't know, I didn't know this one until I made this quiz, but I thought it was funny, so I included it. This is a two, a two chains line from the song Countin', and it goes: "Bet a hundred thousand with the Falcons, lost a hundred thousand with the Falcons." Mm. I thought it was pretty funny. And so, in Atlanta Falcons tradition, I asked, "What was the number?" So you know, like they number the Super Bowls, mm-hmm. like Super Bowl forty, Super Bowl fifty, Super Bowl whatever. I have to assume. So this one is so. Uh, the question of this is: What number Super Bowl did the Falcons blow a twenty-eight to three lead? Oh my! God. I remember when this happened. Like, I remember so what not... year it happened. It was my senior year of college. So I will, I will 20... give you guys a hint. It was twenty. It was twenty sixteen or seventeen. The thing twenty seventeen. Tell... It was have... twenty seventeen. I know it was twenty seventeen. You have to give me the number. And I know fifty has happened recently, so we're between. Yeah, I was about to say. I want to say it's like forty-seven. No, 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 no. Forty-seven would be too early. It would be forty-nine fifty maybe 51 something like that um super bowl 51 it it might be 50 it might be like 51 it might be 49 okay adrian pick a random number around 50 50 sounds too tight i'm gonna say 51 51 sean finally you are correct it is 51 damn (laughs) and you have to give me the hints my hint was gonna tell you that this year's is uh 55 this season's is 55 nice So we get two points because we didn't need the hint. You know what? You guys need it. Take two points. <laughs> Dude, we're so fucking good at sports. <laughs> we know sports. Alright. Number... What number are we on? Number six. From the song Love Sosa by Chief Keef. These bitches mm-hmm. love Sosa. My question to Robbies you is... And Robbies, yeah, great song. So according to like Rab Genius and other sources, he's referencing Sosa like the guy from uh, Scarface. Mm-hmm. But when I always listen to the song, I always interpret it as Sammy Sosa. So my an- my question to you is, what team did Sammy Sosa play for? I thought or you were going to ask us what sport, and I was going to be really excited to say baseball. Well, no, <laughs> I knew that one. I, well, that's the thing is, I figured you'd know the sport, but I don't. Well, like guessing the team will probably be harder. Okay, for y'all. he's an old school player, so it's going to be like one of those dumb teams, like the White Sox or the Yankees. That's what I thought. I thought it was like Chicago or the White. Yeah, wait, Chicago is the White Sox. Right? I think it is. It's going to be Chicago White Sox, or it's going to be the New York Yankees, maybe. I think that it's between those two. We'll go with White Sox. I think because the Chief Keef is, like, locating me in that area, but... Oh, that makes sense. I, but he's and, not even referencing the And plus, because dudes. Barry Bonds with the Yankees, we can go with the other big team from the past at the one for Sosa. Barry Bonds was not Yankees. Shut up. Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> he never played for the Yankees. Yes, he was. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Stop questioning me. I didn't bring you on this podcast to question me. So you guys have the right idea, but you picked the wrong Chicago team. It's the Chicago Cubs. The other baseball team in Chicago. God dang. Good try, though. Alright, moving on. Number seven. I slam tracks like quarterback sacks from LT. That is from Wu-Tang Clan Ain't Nothing to Fuck With by Wu-Tang Clan, rap by Inspected Deck. So, do you guys know who LT is? Lamar Thomas? 
No, I think you're saying thinking uh, Isaiah Thomas and just putting a random black name there because of your like incredible racism. <laughs> no, I was racism. thinking of I think a voice actor. <laughs> um, LT. Little Tekka. Yes, <laughs> correct. Yo, he's gonna take your ads for ransom. <laughs> this is kind of a hard one, actually. I probably should pick Lawrence Trevorson. Lamar. Turner. You know what? I'm just going to give you half credit because you said part of his name. Isn't it? It's Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> Oh, hey! <laughs> so number eight. This one's actually from Acid Rap, also referenced in this show. So this is from Action Bronson's verse on Nana. Ooh, 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 rap. ooh, ooh, ooh. It goes, letting trees blow. Oh, I rep the East Coast. I got a team of hoes like Pat Summit. Pat Summit is the coach for the. Uh, Pat Summit is the coach for the. Because I've I've rapped genius this verse before. Wait, is that what the question was? Yes. What team did Pat Summit coach for? <laughs> Yeah. Damn it, I knew he was a coach for a team. Wait, no, you gotta guess the sport, too. Uh. East Coast Hose. Who's got the East Coast Hose? <laughs> I've rapped you just this before and looked it up, and I know I know the answer, but I can't remember. Uh, I'm gonna guess it's the New Jersey Devils. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna guess, wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna guess it's, uh... I'm gonna guess it's the Patriots. Wow, you guys are, uh... So you guys got caught up on the East Coast part and not the hose part because she was a woman's basketball coach. Damn it. And she coached for the Tennessee Volunteers. Oh my god. So, I don't think there's any salvaging that. <laughs> Paul, you looked it up before. This next one is from a young... Yeah, Paul, you looked this up before. Well, I forget. Are you not just I a sponge up. of knowledge? No, I'm very stupid. Is this Piece why you're really bad at crossword puzzles? Shut the fuck up, bitch ass. Okay, so this next one is from... Oh, uh, I will say something I don't understand. Y'all, follow Sean. What's your crossword puzzle name? Because Sean might actually be the best crossword puzzle player I've ever met. The best cruciverbalist? I think it's Sean Ye West. If you if you think I'm the best crossword puzzle, I'm not because I can't get past the Thursday crosswords. No, no, no. I mean, on the dailies, literally, I have, like, what I consider some really smart friends. Nobody's ever beat you on the times. No, Ben's beat me. So- ben beats me sometimes. Okay. Ben Doherty sometimes beats Sean. But, like, 99% of times, Sean kicks everybody's yeah. ass. And I follow, like, 20 friends. Oh, really? Caitlin beats me sometimes, too. <laughs> Damn. I'm, I'm really dumb. I never beat him. <laughs> no, I always need, like, 30 seconds of concentration from all sources around me. <laughs> Just be like, all right, everybody shut up for 30 seconds and let me do this. Alright, anyway, number nine of your guys' track. You guys are going to fail anyway. I don't even know why we're still doing this. You guys got like a 20? Jesus Christ. Anyway, this one is from Lifestyle by Young Thug and Rich Homie Kwan. From Young Thug's verse, a uh, hundred bands stacked like some fucking titans, ad-libbed football player. And now when I read the lyrics of this song, I like to imagine that Young Thug ad-libbed football player thinking, oh, I'll just go back and add a football player for the titans later. But he couldn't think of any, so he just left it in there. So I am now going to ask you guys what, to do what Young Thug cannot do. Name one player on the Tennessee Titans. Oh, uh, no. I refuse. It's an NFL team? Yes, it's an NFL team. Name one football player that plays for the Tennessee Titans. The only reason you're asking us is because you don't know any and you want us to tell you. <laughs> so I'll just say yes to anything you say. Just, just say a name. Say Tom Brady. I'll say yes. Marcus Green. Wrong. I don't think so, at least. I don't know. Right. I don't have the whole roster. You gotta memorized. look it up, though. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Just to make sure it didn't stumble on something. <laughs> Marcus Green. Oh, there's a Marcus Green NFL is one of the first things. 
There is no. He mark. plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Damn it! You know I'm gonna give you half credit for naming a football player. <laughs> he used to play for the Atlanta Falcons, and now he plays for the Eagles. Holy shit! I'll give it. Okay, I think you guys have like three points. Three very generous points. All right. So the last question. Do you guys want to go double or nothing on the last question? I yeah. What do we have to lose? That wouldn't put us over the edge. <laughs> no, you guys said you need six. You guys have three points. So, so double or nothing would be five if we got it right. Would be six oh, okay. because you guys have three points. That's how you double three. I points. thought he meant double or nothing. The point value of the last question. No, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna give you guys double or nothing. Do you want to okay. take it? Okay, yeah. All right. Just remember, if you get this question wrong, you guys are gonna have to like hide your heads in shame. No, it's okay. Like never show yourself in public shame. So the lyric goes: It's like boom, boom. I put it in the hoop like slam, slam. I hear the crowd screaming out jam, jam. I swear that I'm telling you the facts. Because that's How I Beat Shaq. And that is from How I Beat Shaq by Aaron Carter. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, do you know what team Shaquille O'Neal started his NBA career with? Shaquille O'Neal started his professional career with uh, the Charlotte Hornets. You are... Final answer? He did not. Final answer. Alright, now you're incorrect. <laughs> it was the Orlando Magic. I was going to go to Florida. As Aaron it. Carter fails to mention, unfortunately... Is no one going to comment on the fact that I chose How I Beat Shaq by Aaron Carter for this? I yeah. thought that was comic gold. Damn. <laughs> I guess I'm not as funny as I thought. But anyway, I did want to share this quote from Aaron Carter's Wikipedia page that I found while researching this. All right. It reads this. In March 2020, Carter set up an OnlyFans account, which is popular in the adult entertainment industry. Carter began charging $50 to $100 per, per new photo, or $26 a month. Pink News stated, the prices are steep and the content is bizarre. While Queerty stated, the reviews of Aaron Carter's Oli fan page are in and they're not good. Damn. And so that is where Aaron Carter is in the year 2020. Paul, can I use the company credit card for a second? Yeah. <laughs> I just gotta check something out. I'm just glad no one has ever described anything I've ever done as, the prices are steep and the content is bizarre. <laughs> So, Not a very glowing review of a so pornographic mean, material. Does that mean he doesn't have dick pics, or does not mean he has weird ones? I don't know. I was. <laughs> does that mean he, he has puts like, a little hat if on? You it? Give me the company credit card. I'll find out. Does, does he have like a like a silly straw dick? Like what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> that made me curious. Like what does what does bizarre only fan content mean for Aaron Carter? There's only mm-hmm. one way to find out. Okay, Sean. I'm not gonna lie. Like as a. As a summation of this quiz, I don't know, like, did you accomplish what you wanted, which was to embarrass me and Adrian? I think so. You guys seem embarrassed, but it wasn't as... I don't know if I found it as fun as I thought it was going to be. I just mostly felt pity for you guys, as opposed to, like, any actual, like, (laughs) euphoria. Adrian, did you feel any humiliation from not knowing these sports references? Because if anything, I feel pride for not wasting my time on this dumb bullshit. Yeah, I feel okay, and I feel bad that Sean didn't come from doing this quiz, so. <laughs> and my no cap, uh, if you need a playlist for any situation, 90s hip-hop, German deathcore. Can't go wrong with either of those. Damn, yours was much more short and uh, nice than mine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna redo mine. And big fact, don't be embarrassed about not knowing about sports. It's okay, you still matter. Sean, would you like to do a big fact, no cap, Sean, snaps? Which is uh Oh wait, Sean, we do this thing around here called the Five Fingers of Death. But you know, if you uh, if you got you know, it can be written, but uh if you got something to spit, you got something to say. I guess it's only fair that if you if I try to embarrass you, you guys have to try to embarrass me. And I have a feeling you guys your guys' effort is gonna work a lot better than mine did. 
Dude, just rap. Just rap a little. Come on. Apparently you guys feel no shame. Where is he? Alright. Your word. I'm waiting for the sorry. Playlist. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I feel bad for you guys. Cause you don't know anything about sports. You guys look like you're in jorts. Cause you don't know things about sports. That's pretty embarrassing. But I guess we have to live with our faults. And that's pretty... That's just something you gotta deal with, I guess. And, Bars. and I don't know if I have to say anything. It's just that's just how life is, you know. Sometimes you know things, sometimes you don't, and sometimes they grade you on it, and sometimes that just sucks. Skirk. Anyway, that's that's my uh yeah that's my five fingers of death. Uh, thank you guys for humiliating me like that. I I really hope that doesn't make it a post. Oh, it definitely will. All right, thank you for joining us, Adrian. It's been a weird time. It's been a fun time. It's been a great time. Thank you for uh, being. It's been here. a weirdly fun time. <laughs> Bye, buddy. See Bye. ya.